Today on First Lady and Friends, I had a couple of really great youth that were on the podcast. Their names are Renee Calva and Inaga Rao. They're so inspiring talking about the research that they've done around physical and mental health for teens and how they can get their peers and friends to, to be better, to be healthier. And they're just, they're serving and doing great work. So excited to have you take a listen. Let's get proximate. We're back here on First Lady and Friends. Um, I have a great episode today. I'm really excited. Uh, new friends that just walked in and, and I was introduced to them, but we, we found out about them because they, they reached out to us and told, were telling our team about a really cool project that they've been working on and it spoke to me and, and a lot of things we've been working on. So I want to introduce to you Vinay Calva and Inaga Rao. They are with the Live Well Teens nonprofit. So we're really excited. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're, we're, I, I was so impressed by, you know, that you guys reached out and you were talking about this, this organization that you started. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about you guys, just yourselves. So, um, Naga, talk, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, uh, what you're doing now, a little bit about your family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so my name is Anaga, and I am born and raised in Utah. My family lives in the Murray area. I have a younger brother and a younger sister. They're both twins, and they are going to go to Skyline next year. And yeah, I've just kind of been living in Utah all my life. Right now, I'm a freshman at the University of Utah, and I kind of am in the downtown area now. I live near here. But yeah, I went to Skyline High School, which is in Mill Creek, and my family's been living in Salt Lake for like 25 years. So tell me why you chose, because you're in Murray, so Mm -hmm. why did you choose Skyline? Definitely for Skyline has like the IB program, and we also went to Wasatch, so Mm -hmm. Wasatch is kind of a feeder to Skyline, so I got to kind of have like my own little group there, which was really nice. And yeah, it's just, it's a fun school to be at. Yeah. Tell me some of the, your other, tell me a little, so you have two, two siblings Mm -hmm. and, um, and tell me a little bit about what other, uh, hobbies or, or interests that you, that you have. Yeah. So when I was in Skyline, I was on the Skyline Community of Caring program. So we used to go and like do volunteering opportunities like at different places, like the Utah Food Bank. We used to go to the road home down in Midvale and just kind of go to different elementary schools in our area and kind of help with their reading programs. So I love to do that. And then I was also on the Skyline tennis team. So I used to play tennis like against different high schools. And that was really fun, too. Oh, that's fun. My daughter's on the tennis team. So okay, that's okay. Um so what what inspires you to to get involved in service in the way I mean you're very young and you know a lot of high schoolers aren't always doing those kinds of I mean we do have so many that that participate but you know what what really drives you to get involved in these service opportunities Ever since I was a young kid, I've always kind of been interested in service. Like when I was in sixth grade, I did like a project, like all these little projects. My family has been like very big on service. Like they volunteer at different community organizations as much as they can. So definitely like seeing them as a role model and seeing how cool it is. And I feel like just I love how it makes people feel when you kind of help them out in it, whether it's direct service, like helping at the road home or whether it's indirect. I just love it's like seeing the smile on people's faces when you help them out. So that's I continue to do it over and over again. I love that. You know, we've we've talked a little bit about this um, on this show, but mental health um, is is a big issue with a lot of us these days, especially 
um, our, our people in high school, middle school, even elementary schools where we have a lot of students that are struggling, um, with mental health issues. Um, have you seen, uh, a difference in your own self, um, uh, with when you serve? Do you, do you feel like, um, you're, you have maybe better mental health? I definitely think so. I think that service just provides you like with so much opportunity to like kind of be yourself and kind of like help others and kind of add some like meaning and purpose to your life. You get to meet so many wonderful people. And I feel like that makes you thankful for like the things that you have. And I feel like just being able to help in so many ways and seeing how everyone who works for the organizations, like it's just such a great environment. Everybody who works there is like trying so hard, doing the best they can to like help their community and just seeing all of that just like definitely drive me to continue doing that and yeah it's definitely it was like what got me through COVID even during COVID I used Mm -hmm. to like do all these like little projects like at home where it was like writing cards making bookmarks just like random things like that just because it's fun yeah and it helps just knowing that like you're making a difference is just much more productive way to use your time than like sitting at home you know I love that that's so cool okay Renee I want to talk a little bit about you tell me a little bit about yourself and and your family and and your background yeah, so I was born and raised here in Salt Lake City. I've lived here my whole life, and I am currently a junior at Skyline High School. Um, as Anaga mentioned, I'm currently doing the I, um, about the IB diploma there. I'm doing that right now. I'm in the program, and in addition, I my my family is. Hmm. Oh, my family has been in the U.S. for about, it's been about uh, 20, 22, 23 years now. Okay. Uh, my, my parents came here in, uh, my parents lived in New York for a while, and then they came here about a year before I was born. And since then, we've all lived here since 2006. What brought them to, to Utah? Well, it was mainly my dad's job. So my dad works as a doctor. He got employment here in 2005. So my parents moved here. And then a year afterwards, I was born. And then uh, I've just lived here since then. Okay. That's, that's fantastic. What a, what an interesting uh, journey (laughs) that that they've had and that you've had. Um, What, what got you involved in, in service and, and working? What, what are kinds of things, but you do IB, is there, are there any other things that you've been doing at, at the high school as well? Oh, yes. Uh, So I'm pretty involved with the extracurriculars in Skyline. I'm on the speech and debate team and I compete in a speech event called extemporaneous speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do there is we prep, prepare a speech for 30 minutes, like on the fly and then present for seven minutes to judges and they rank us. Wow. Uh, in addition, I also am part of HOSA. Just a few weeks ago, I was, I, I, re- I obtained a state officer position. So now I'm on the, Executive Council for Utah HOSA. So, so tell me about HOSA. Tell me what it stands for. So, HOSA actually doesn't stand for anything oh. anymore. It used to stand for Health Occupation Students of America, but these days HOSA just you know, HOSA is just a a name. Okay. And what the aim of HOSA is is mainly to provide an environment for future health professionals. So that's doctors, nurses, anyone working in healthcare to get 
skills and motivation to keep going. So is that what you're, are you looking at going into the medical field? Yes. In fact, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. So what kind of doctor would you like to be? I'm not entirely sure, actually. What is your, what does your dad do? My dad is an internal medicine physician. He used, he used to work at a hospital just helping out patients. Right now, he works in in a few nursing homes helping patients and has a job at a clinic where he also treats patients. So, yeah. Wow, that's that's really cool. So tell me a little bit about um, why why you chose the IB program. I know it's really it's it, that one's kind of tricky. And I know it's and and, and you did as well. I'm it's We've looked into it. I, I don't, Emma Kate, I don't know if she's, if she's totally committed to it yet. We've done a lot of, it's a lot. So tell me a little bit about your experience in, in there. Okay. So for me, I mainly chose IB because I really like learning. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I go to school, I'm really excited every day to learn something new. And I feel that being in the IB diploma program where the program really requires you to take a diversity of subjects mm-hmm. and really link it to the world. I felt that that program would teach me about the world and align with what I really, what I value, which is helping the world. And in fact, that's what Live All Teens is all about. We mm. aim to help teens here in Utah, but we are hoping to expand beyond our Utah's borders to help teens around the country and eventually around the world. Yeah, yeah. Talk. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you talk a little bit about your your journey with your education as well? Yeah, so to add on to that, what kind of drew me to like being like taking IB like classes and things like that is definitely if you do the full IB diploma in, in addition to kind of taking classes in like a variety of subjects, which I think is really cool because you get to be more well-rounded and take classes in like everything. And I love how IB has a CAS, which is basically creativity, action and service component of it. So in addition to doing all your academic coursework, you're required to do something called CAS activities. And they're activities that, ha- that kind of provide provide like personal development in some way so either they boost your creativity either they're a service activity or active or like some sort of physical activity so I feel like the emphasis on like improving yourself as a person like through like being active and doing service and being creative rather than like simply academics is definitely what drew me there because that would push me to like be involved like in the Skyline tennis team, like being involved in different extracurriculars. And you also get to do a cast project, which is like a service project back in high school. So just like being able to like see what everybody's projects are was just like and being able to see how all these like intelligent people are like applying what they learn, which I think is really cool with Ivy. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, who your mentors have been. Like who who do you look up to? Um, who's who's been somebody that for both of you? Who's been somebody that has really influenced uh, maybe your path or your thinking or what you want to do or the 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 projects that you're working on? Do you want to go? Yeah, me. Uh, sure. Um, so I'd say my main influences would be my parents, especially considering that I have. A family member working in healthcare that really influenced my decision to go into medicine, because when I see a family member working, I really under—I've gotten to understand a bit better about what's going on with healthcare, what some of the problems are, and perhaps think about how to fix them. And Live Well Teens ultimately is about public health, which, while it's not medicine, is very much a related field. It's something that doctors need to think about when they're treating patients, and. I think that having that inside view to a doctor's life really 
provided me a better angle on what it's like to be a doctor and really forced me to think about that decision and ultimately go with it. I love that. Yeah. And for me, I would say I don't. I, I've definitely Vinay's parents for sure for <laughs> Vinay's dad, and definitely my family because I feel like my family's been like super in, involved in service and been like, if you see a problem, like take a step for it and like do what you can to help out. And like I feel like that's definitely been something. I also I take inspiration from like our Skyline Community of Caring teachers. Definitely, they were super nice. They were always like encouraging and like encouraging. If we had an idea, they were like, okay, how can we make that happen within Community of Caring and like. They're so service oriented, which was really cool. And just seeing every time I like go to a nonprofit and like volunteer, just like the leaders of there are always really inspiring to see them like, wow, and adults can like do have like a full time job, but also have so much time to like give back and serve. Mm, that's so cool. I love that. I always like to ask that because I know there's, um, you know, I have mentors and people that inspire me and it's, you know, I think we all need that. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially as we're, as we're trying to figure out, you know, our path and, mm-hmm. and the way we want to go, we, it's always fun to look around and see people that we admire. Um, I, I want to take a break, but when we come back, I want to get right in to, to your project, how it got started and, and how it's going now. So we'll do that when we come right back. We're back here with Vinay Calva and Inaga Rayo. Uh, they are a, a couple of students from Skyline High School here in Salt Lake City, and they started an organization called Live Well Teens. And so let's get into that. What is Live Well Teens? Vinay, you've talked a little bit about it, but let's maybe before we say what it is exactly, wh- how did you come up with this idea? Where did this, where did the idea to start a nonprofit come from? I can take this one. So Vinay and I, we've been friends for about eight years now. So we live really near each other. And every Sunday we used to go and go all the way to a place in South Jordan to go take music lessons. So like, so we would like every time on our drives there, we used to just like talk about like interesting things as we like did as like kids. And one day we were talking about, I think it was sleep or something or something. We were talking about how like teenagers don't get enough sleep. And like, we were just kind of talking about those and how like I was talking about how one of my my friends didn't even know that like getting sleep was like a bad idea and we were just like talking about that and then we were talking about how like oh if only like teenagers knew like how we're able to like hear learn about like the, the health issues that like affect them most because like healthy habits start from a young age so we were just like talking about that and then we were talking about kind of how like I feel like I'd take more if I was like getting advice or like something related to health I feel like first thing that I would do as a teenager would be like talk to my friends about it because yeah. like teenagers. So we were talking about how it would be really cool if teenagers could get like health information from kids that were kind of their own age, like on their level, kind of talking to them more as friends rather than like someone like a professor or a physician. So then we was kind of started the idea of like, how can we do this? How can we reach out to teens? And we just kept like discussing it. And then one day we just decided to go for it. Wow. Yeah. Vinay. Yeah. Um, I'd add that we also started out by making a few videos on Adobe Spark. We didn't end up publishing those, but that's really where we really got this, got the idea of let's expand this beyond just some videos. And in the summer of 2020, so right before the, my ninth grade and during the pandemic, we did a series of webinars online and those were, those went really well. Um, we both did them about very common topics and struggles that teens face. So smoking, vaping, alcohol, stress, depression, and anxiety, sleep, and social media, which, I mean, we just noticed 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. But huh. yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. So so that's really what we started with the webinars. And then we kept going. We wrote some blog posts to put on the website as well. And while those have been our main two ways of reaching out, like we still write blog posts right now, we're hoping to expand the mediums in which we communicate to teens. So podcasts, mm-hmm. eventually reaching onto different social media platforms, and also presenting in schools, which we're hoping to do sometime this year. That's fantastic. Talk a little bit about um, maybe what specifically that you're that you're addressing. I mean, I know mm. it sounds like there's, there's several topics, but mm. talk a little bit of, of yeah, about so those. kind of the mission for live well teens is to provide teenagers with like evidence-based information in a way that's kind of simplified and broken down for them. That's easy to understand. And just like I said, we kind of address a variety of topics, but just that kind of relate to teens physical and so mental and emotional health. So a variety of different issues we offer them in like, if you want webinars, there's like the longer version. And then we also have topics topics like blog topics that are kind of like about shorter things so they can talk about things like sleep and like physical activity and just kind of and like candy and just kind of smaller topics broken down and yeah we then kind of expanded it to like a club at our high school but i guess we'll get on that later yeah 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 so so you have these specific things that you're talking about where do you get your information where where are you gleaning these you know the the evidence base that you're talking about where 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 are these um the where's the research where uh, where are you looking i'll take this one so for for basically all of our resources, what we do is we go onto scientific journal articles like PubMed and we spend a bunch of time like sifting through all of the research, sifting through as much of the available research as we can. And we also use that to kind of write our information. So Vanina, I take a lot of time into writing each one to make sure that it's as accurate as possible. We also do have it go, go reviewed by like a medical professionals that to just to make sure that all the information is like up to date as we go. And yeah, all of them are from scientific research articles that are like the most up-to-date now and we kind of look at different types of like system or like review articles and things to get our information yeah Vinay, talk a little bit about your process like how do you how do you decide what goes on how do you decide you know what's what's relevant in the moment so our main process for figuring out topics is mostly off the top of our head (laughs) what we're just thinking of like hey this is a good topic to put on the website this is something teens should know about but whatever we do, we start off by writing a draft and we sent we after making sure that it's completely accurate and done, we send it off to our medical reviewer. He goes over it and then after some quality control, we publish it on our website. Forum members, they write their blog posts and whatever we ask them to do. Um, generally, it's writing a blog post, but we give them some choice in what they want to make. We go over the content. We pass it through a medical reviewer. And after that, then we publish it on the website. Mm. And yeah, yeah, to add on to what you say, I feel like we do take inspiration from like, he's a high school student. I'm a college student. So kind of the issues that are affecting them most. So like that time during COVID, we noticed that like a lot of teenagers were like stressed out because like COVID. So that's kind of where our webinar about stress came into the picture. And then we noticed that like a lot of teenagers were on social media. So just kind of taking inspiration from like what we see like in our daily lives at our high schools, kind of the issues that we see are affecting ourselves. And and, like our peers the most is kind of where we get the idea for it so like we'll see like vending machines and be like wait a second why don't these have any healthy options or you know something yeah. like that and then we'll be like okay let's make a blog about it 
So tell me if through your research and through your blogs and everything that you've learned, um, what kind of behavior changes have you seen in yourself um, as a result of what you're learning? Sure. Um, so in terms of me, I would definitely say that I really started caring about my health more. I've started to realize the importance of getting a good night's sleep, eating healthily. And while sometimes I'm not able to keep it up, after all, we're all, we all have issues with, with their health, with constantly maintaining our health 100% of the time, it's definitely encouraged me to think about it and consequently to act. And I think that's what's really beneficial about this project is about this website is that by publishing this content, we're also increasing our own awareness and making ourselves more aware of our health as well. Yeah. Yeah. I also, yeah, to add on to that, I also definitely feel like I've become more like aware for sure of my health and aware of like how making decisions when you're younger, like good healthy decisions can affect you. So I feel like obviously in college, like you can like stay up all night, like scroll, like party, all those things. But I feel like as I've learned more about it, I've become like more aware. So I like hold myself accountable for those things. And I also feel like I try my best if there's like a friend then I'm like, I kind of try to encourage them to make good decisions. So not not just like so I can practice what I preach and then like in my community like to my friends I'm like hey like let's not do let's not stay up all night on social media like let's go to bed like at an earthly hour so yeah. things like that I feel like just being able and then I also feel like I've been seeing myself as like kind of a role model to like my younger siblings and like my because I, I can see, show them that like how the importance of making healthy decisions so I feel like my younger siblings and like my cousins and all those people will kind of look up and like kind of use me as like an example of like like, this is why you should stay healthy and, like, make good decisions, even when you're in college and when you're surrounded by a bunch of, you know. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. I mean, I know it's in high school, it's hard, too. But in college, it gets a little even harder <laughs> because you are, you know, on your own and you are making these decisions, you know, for yourself every day instead of, you know, you're going to the grocery store instead of your parents or whatever. But mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about maybe... um how how are you able to influence others? I mean, I, it, I try really hard to get my daughter to eat well. I try to get her to go to bed on time. And I I mean, how are you able to are you seeing a change in friends and, and people that are participating in your, you know, and reading your your blog posts and participating in your webinars? Are you seeing some results? Do you want to take this one or should I? Uh you take it. Okay, so I definitely feel like we've seen, like, I know definitely my younger siblings have become, like, more conscious of what they eat. Like, when, like I came home for, like, the weekend for a while, and I was like, everyone's asleep, and it's 1030? I was like, really? So, like, I feel like they've definitely, like, seen, because they see, like, us doing all the research, and they see, like, my family and I, like, talking about it. And I do feel like some of my, like, some peers that I talked to who've, like, looked at our information have been like, I had no idea that, like, this was such an issue or they've been like i know yeah i know that not getting enough sleep was like bad but like you didn't know or like social media they were like who they never knew that like something as simple as like instagram could like be harming their mental health so i feel like definitely the awareness has like made people more aware and i do think that we've seen some like i've seen my own friends like go like on social media less like when they're around like when they're on me like i'll they'll see like scrolling on instagram and, I'll, and then i'll look at them and they're like oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be like oh yeah, Vinay, have you, were you, I mean, have you made some major changes or have you seen friends or family making changes that, that you're aware of? Well, I'd say most of the changes I've seen are in regards to myself. 
Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of things, my family just kept me on track. So sleep at a reasonable hour, make sure you're finishing your homework every day, those things. But as I've grown, and especially after I joined high school, I've had to start making those decisions on my own. But in part because of little teens and in part just out of habit, I've continued to maintain those things. I try my best to sleep at a reasonable hour. To the extent I can, I try to eat healthy, those sort of things. Yeah, that's that's so great. I, I think I grew up you know, with parents that were pretty, you know, I mean, I was very active. I was always mm. playing sports. I was my my mom. We ate well. I, you know, we always had fruits and vegetables and, mm. you know, those kinds of the things. And I, yeah. yeah. And then I know there's a lot of people that, that didn't. And so I think those habits are hard to to yeah. make if you haven't been used to that i know it sounds like you both have maybe homes that were already kind of in that vein a little bit yeah Yeah. and it's cool i feel like the learning about these sort of things as a teenager like when they grow up and like have families and things like that like you can continue to like spread that on to your children and things like that because you already have the information necessary to like the latest evidence-based information to like make healthy habits for yourself and your family yeah i love that um i want to get into one thing before we uh, in when we come back, but it's mental health. We've touched on it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I want to talk a little bit how the connection that you've seen between physical and mental health. And we'll do that when we come right back. We're back here with students, uh, uh, a freshman in college, uh, uh, Anaga Rayo and Vinay Kalva, who's a junior at Skyline High School. They're talking about their organization, Live Well Teens, which I think is so inspiring. You guys are amazing. This is so cool. I mean, Thank you. I mean, kids are doing things and that I never even dreamed of, you know, as a kid. And so I, I just feel I feel so inspired by you guys. Um, I we touched a little bit on mental health, and I want to go back to it. Um, prior to the legislative session, we had the governor and I put on a big mental health, a youth mental health summit where we brought in professionals from, you know, all over talking about the, the, what's happening with our, our young people, adolescents around mental health and the trends that we're seeing and the research, you guys are really into research and you're really into, you know, making sure you have the right information. So I love that about your organization and what you're doing. What we're seeing is a huge um, uptick that we can't ignore anymore. I think for a long time, people have tried to write it off that it wasn't, you know, a correlation that it w- or that it maybe was just a correlation, not a causation. And if you, you guys are smart, you know, your, your research and mm-hmm. your data, um, there's some recent studies that are showing causation mm-hmm. that the, that social media is actually causing, uh, anxiety and depression and self harm, especially mm-hmm. with young women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I was, as I was, as we were at that summit, I'm listening to this research and, um, you know, it, it was very obvious that we had to do something. Mm-hmm. And so there was some legislation that was passed and it's been, and it's been reported worldwide actually in the last mm-hmm. uh, few months, uh, these, this first of its kind of legislation. But I think what we didn't have in the room, we had one, one youth there that, that talked a little bit, but I think what we haven't heard enough of is your voices on this issue. So let's talk because you're, you're into this health and mental health, which I think in your research, you would probably um, 
also agree that there is such a high connection between uh, physical and mental health. I think there's no denying that. I Mm -hmm. think it's pretty well documented that we can't have um, good physical health without good mental health and vice versa. So let's talk a little bit about social media. Mm-hmm. So tell me your experiences with social media. Tell me your friends' experiences and and tell me the results that you've seen with mental health. Can I take this one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So in terms of my own social media use, it's primarily limited to YouTube. Okay. If I'm I don't have any Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram accounts. Okay. I don't generally use social media. Was that a choice that you made? Was that a choice you made with your parents? Was that a a choice your parents made for you it's mainly my choice perfect i i didn't really want to engage with social media i i i just didn't want to interact with it that much do you feel like you what i see is that i think there's a lot of fomo the fear of missing out (laughs) yep when and and my daughter's this way too because i haven't let her be on social media i haven't let her have any accounts uh, for that reason, because I've seen the research. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a bit of a fight. And her thing is she's so fearful that she's missing out, that she's not seeing the things that her friends are doing or she's not connecting if, with people. Or, have you found that at all? Actually, lately. So in my clubs, we uh, in a few of my clubs, we use Discord and GroupMe to stay in touch. And especially to make sure that announcements go out to everyone. I've been noticing lately that often I want to keep checking Discord when it's supposed to be doing other stuff. (laughs) And although that came a bit late for me, I did realize that that's not exactly the best thing for your productivity and especially for your mental health because you keep thinking about social media. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just keep thinking about what am I not seeing and you forget about what you are seeing, which mm-hmm. is the stuff that you're doing right now. And all those things that you probably forget about, put at the back of your mind just to respond to that notification or see those things that people are posting. Yeah, yeah, that's so powerful, that draw. I, I, I mean, that's, we talk about youth. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, there uh, I would say the majority of adults are addicted and mm-hmm. and have the same type of issues. But yeah, I've definitely feel like I've seen that too. I feel like in terms of social media, the biggest thing is like you said would be phone like fear of missing out because I feel like a lot of people, especially uh, the younger people who get social media, don't really like get the idea that like social media is like someone's highlight reel. Like yeah. so, comparing yourself like in bed right now being bored scrolling to somebody like and, and if you see a picture of like somebody like oh like on vacation or something like that like that is not an accurate comparison like nobody's life is like a hundred percent perfect and i feel like if you look through like everyone's social media then like yeah it does look like everyone else is out doing fun things so i feel like that definitely contributes to it seeing like oh all this person is in like went to europe for spring break and i'm just like working or like just like that comparison i feel like is a big thing and i also feel like specifically for like young women it's also with the amount of like influencers that are out there with the amount of people that are like perpetuating like body standards that i feel like are definitely unrealistic like if you look on social media the photos are like heavily edited heavily like they take them in a professional studio they are not like natural people just taking them like they just woke up like they a lot of them are staged a lot of them obviously not all of them but like a lot of them are staged a lot of them are done in multiple angles and edited to make sure that the person looks as perfect as possible so i feel like it ends up with people like especially young women having this unrealistic like 
a standard of like this is what I should look like where it's like no this is not even what that's not even what they look like that's what them with some editing <laughs> yes, like so editing and like lots of takes looks like so like then fo- and I feel like that promotes like a culture of like this is what your body should look like instead yeah. of like body positivity which right. I feel like is a big thing with social media yeah yeah no that's huge um I, and I I think you hit on something with young women it's it, it's also not only is it, you know, the, the comparisons and the unrealistic body images, but it, and, and Vinay, you talked a little bit about this too. It's, it's that constant thinking about it. Yeah. There's, you're, you're constantly, and, and, and the algorithms on those social media platforms are designed, are designed for it. They are designed right? to, if you like something or if you share it, then there's an algorithm and it's designed to show you more of that same thing. So you, and the idea is psychologically, they've looked at it like when you're on social media, you get like on a dopamine, like rush, there's increased levels of dopamine on your brain. So then like the second you like kind of get out of it, you're like, Oh, like all, there's like a sudden like decrease in dopamine because you're no longer being like constantly stimulated by all these posts and like likes and comments and all those things yeah yeah and it's a powerful draw um Mm -hmm. so um i mean i talk a little bit about it maybe you've seen it have you seen in research some of the stuff that that it's doing to our our brains can you talk a little bit about you know any research that you guys have come across um related to mental health and and social media yeah so it's been a few years since we did our social media webinar. Obviously, the state of research has evolved since then, especially because there are thousands of studies published every year. Mm-hmm. So in terms of any studies I've seen that ex- examine how social media impacts your brain, I haven't seen very many lately. But I would say that social media definitely has a big societal impact. And I, we were just talking about body image, but... It isn't just the post of influencers that people see. They see many teens get their news from social media. Many teens get many humans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just, just in general. Yeah, yeah. Teens and adults alike. And a lot of them are moving away from legacy news and other, uh, other sources like that. And that, that's causing huge changes that aren't necessarily good. Now, I, I should caveat here that social media is pretty important. It's not all bad. Social me- Teens use social media con- to connect, and I'm sure the mental health crisis in Utah and around the nation would be a lot worse without social media. But we have to keep in mind that social media is only good as the uh, – someone's use of social media is only as good as the content they see. If they're seeing – because if you see – content that's credible and made by trusted health professionals, as a lot of them do, or if you're engaging with scientists who often put stuff on social media to find their audience, then it's not going to have the same impact than if you're just seeing the same line of posts from one influencer. Right. No, that's that's a great point. And yeah, I definitely feel like there have been a couple, definitely a, a couple studies. I'll have to look specifically for the details, but I have seen a couple that are out there that have talked about how like increased social media usage is met with like depression. They've talked about anxiety. They've talked about how it leads to like less concentration on like school because they're like distracted with like thinking about like what we said before, thinking about like so some something they saw on social media. And I definitely feel like the, a big thing that I've seen is like one of the main reasons is also like cyberbullying, like people seeing things online 
find that people getting bullied for not having enough likes or followers. But yeah, all of those, I've definitely seen studies that have said that social media can contribute to depression, anxiety, like poor body image, all of those things. Yeah, we're seeing that a lot in the research that we've been reading too about, you know, and the, the self-harm and the rate mm-hmm. of suicide and, and things like that. Um, how have you been able to combat that in your own lives? How have you been able to push it away or focus differently? How, how do you, how do you make this happen and how do you help this happen for your friends? So for me personally, I like set screen time limits on myself. So I'm like, I have a limit where my phone, like on screen time where my phone will like get mad at me if I like (laughs) use social media too much. And I also feel like the biggest thing I just like keep telling myself is like, like every time I see something and every time I'm like, oh, they're so cool is like, I'm like, that's just a highlight reel. If you take every picture from every vacation I've been to and put it all together, like it'll look exactly the same, you know, (laughs) like, like so that it's, and then just keep making sure I feel like engaging in like other activities. Like when I'm with friends and family, I like, I don't, I don't scroll on social media I try to like spend quality time with them like hanging out with them and like making memories instead of like instead of like going on social media and every time I feel like I do want to like pick up my phone like check Instagram or something I feel like I have been like trying to like get better about like distracting myself with something else or like like trying to set limits and just things like that oh I love that so we know how important friends are for when when we're in our teen years and and truthfully, we always talk about these things as if they're separate from adults. Actually, what we're finding out again from a really some really great research with from mm-hmm. um, Arthur Brooks, some happiness uh, studies that he's done, mm-hmm. is that actually friends are important to all of us. Yeah, <laughs> friends are really important to yeah. me, and and I have really great friends. What I'm, I guess, my question is: Are you seeing less? What we're what we're seeing across the board is less um, face to face interactions. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was the pandemic, and and that set so stuff, much yeah. of us behind. Especially, you know, those of you who who experienced this in your teen years mm-hmm. uh, or or preteen years. This this separation from other from human to human connection mm-hmm. was really damaging. So maybe talk a little bit about are you seeing yourselves and your friends connecting more face to face now that sort of we're we're I guess in a post pandemic world and or or is it you know or are you not? I guess that's the question. Are you seeing that and and is it helping? Uh sure. Uh yeah, so I'm I'm seeing people at least in my life, talking amongst each other. Um, like, I talk to my classmates all the time in school. And although my social interaction is a bit more limited outside of school, okay. part of the reason I really enjoy school is because I get to interact in person with with my friends, talk to them, ask them how they're doing, check on them, and they can check on me and make sure I'm doing okay. And I think one of the big benefits to having a friendship is that friends can really tell you things that you may not realize about yourself. And sometimes that really helps you out and think about, okay, what do I need to change? What, what is going right in my life? What you know, should I, or even should I keep some of my other friendships? Yeah. 
Yeah, I do feel like, yeah, after post-COVID, I definitely feel like there has been, like, an increase in, like, people, like, getting together and just, like, like watching a movie or, like, doing something that's not as, like, face-to-face interaction. So I feel like, for me personally, in my friendships, like, my friends know, like, I'm not a fan of, like, just getting together and, like, watching a movie on the TV or, like, scrolling on social media. Like, I'm a fan of doing something, like, like we said, like, dinner or, like, lunch where we can, like, talk and, like, talk about some of the things that are going on. But, yeah, I've definitely seen, like, we will go and, like, there have been times where like might have had to have hang out seen my younger siblings hang out with like their friends and like i'll go in the room and they'll all they're doing is either be like playing video games or like all scrolling and then showing each other like social media posts and i'm like this is not <laughs> so i've definitely seen that, that there's kind of a mix i do feel like people are trying now like they're recognizing the importance of face-to-face importance but it's also like covid has been a hard thing on everyone and yeah. i feel like covid along with like the constant stimulation from social media like you can't get the same level of stimulation with your friends that you do when you're on social media or like the same level of like dopamine which I feel like causes a lot of especially kids who have social media younger and younger and don't really like know the importance of like staying off social media and like being like mature enough to like have value face-to-face connections and things like that yeah yeah it's I I think it's I think this generation is going to figure it out and I think we've, we've screwed it up pretty bad. So I, I, we're, we're counting on you guys to figure this out. No pressure, no pressure. Um, but just as we end here, I just want to just give each of you a chance to talk about what are your, what are your hopes and dreams? What, what do you want to see in the future? And, you know, what gives you optimism? Yeah, so I definitely feel like there are more and more teens that I feel like are becoming more, like, aware of these sort of things, and I feel like as people, like, learn about these things, and as people realize, like, the importance, more people are understanding, like, oh, yeah, like, that's that's bad for me, I'm not gonna do that, like, and I also do feel like there's, like, legislation being passed, like we said, to, like, kind of limit the social media, like, to kind of realize that, like, kids that are on social media this young, like, kids are getting younger and younger, there's, like, rules to prevent kids that are younger and younger on social media, so I feel like those are definitely things that provide me hope and I also do feel like mental health is becoming more like talked about now and definitely more people are like addressing it and learning about it which is really cool and I feel like that's allowing like especially with counselors and schools and things like that it's allowing like kids to have the access to the support and resources that they need I mean obviously it's not perfect but like it is like kids know that like they have counselors there that are like able to help them so I feel like that's definitely a big thing and as for my future, so I'm in nursing, so I'm studying to be a nurse. So my hopefully my goal we'll see is like I want to be a nurse practitioner eventually, like a psychiatric nurse practitioner. So just specifically work with like kids on like mental health related issues and like help them like manage mental health and things like that. So that's something I've always wanted to do in the future. That's awesome. Happening. Uh, yeah. So I'm hopeful for the future, too, because because I see more teens talking about this for sure like in my school we've had we've had more initiatives and more people talking about social media i've seen posters around the hallways and and the student council i think does a pretty good job of publicizing school events too and that that's pretty normal at most high schools but those school events are really important because they are in person interaction that people have and it brings back some really, really good memories for so many, many, so many people. A lot of people harken back to their high school days when they think about all those things they did when they were young. And the more opportunities that teens have to do that, even if they're busy with homework and jobs and all that, all those things, it helps. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So as for me, I'm planning on becoming a doctor, as I've mentioned, and I'm hoping to 
pursue my career and hopefully pick a good specialty where I can continue to help out. And I'm hoping we can keep growing with teens and increase our impact. Yeah, I love that. Thank you again to both of you for being being on here and and sharing your experiences and your stories. Uh, it's powerful. It's powerful when we have people like you that are, are doing this work in uh, you'll you'll have a bigger influence than adults, um, you know, my age will, um, because this you're you're in it. You're mm-hmm. dealing with it every day. And I love that you both have so much optimism and hope for the future because I do, too. So thank mm-hmm. you again. Uh, and yeah. we'll we're so excited to talk more about Live Well Teens and we'll put your website on our on our show notes. So thank you so much for being here. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Having, thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. To get involved with Live Well Teens, go to their website, livewellteens.org. Thanks for being a friend.